Ladies and gentlemen, Stu Breyer. Say hi to a friend of mine, Conchetta. Good morning. Good morning, Stu. How are you today? Good. We enjoy your uh, articles uh, appearing in the day. Um, you do that periodically? I much read one about Mr. Mr. Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I try to write about the good old days. Um, I enjoy that. Uh, yeah, that was a very popular one, the one about Mr. Biggs. If uh, people want to see them, they could just go online and um, type in search my name, and they'll all come up. So you have any others coming up uh, soon? You yes. Let us know. Uh, yes, do. Um, I have one coming up in a couple, maybe not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Um, I try to write about Norwich and, you know, things that we found, the simple times. Um, you know, we didn't have cell phones there. And uh, children, I know people know that, um, you know, the times are much simpler maybe. Um, they felt that way. We still had problems, but... Um, there's nothing that beats going out and, let's say, going to the um, walk and taking a stroll around Norwich with your friends and just enjoying what the weather, you know. That's sure. what we did in those days. We drove around, enjoyed the sights, Mohegan Park, uh, and we just had a good time, just in simple things. We like, re- we like reading about the stuff when you write it. It's, uh, it caught my attention. Of course, Conchetta, things were... Sometimes for you growing up, they weren't really simple, and uh, obviously it inspired you to write the book called The Lonely Nest. Uh, I think the last yeah. time we spoke, did you uh, change the book a little bit, uh, uh, add some no, things? No, the last time we spoke, um, I didn't change the book, but I think I was just, I had I had just rewritten the book. I, w- I spent 10 years on the book, then I took four more years, and I rewrote the whole book and published it again, so... Uh, the, this new copy is a second edition, and it's um, it's quite has been quite successful. I have a I have a you know repertoire of people that write to me that the book has helped them with you know trauma and abusive situations. Um, you know, it's about my mom and sister and what they went through um, in terms of domestic violence. And uh, my dad, he had problems. You know, and I can I, I think the, the approach I take in the book is. You know, we can't hold on to hating, you know, people that hurt us. I think people that hurt us, um, they've been hurt, and hurt people hurt people. So we have to remember that, you know, forgiveness is the best best path. If you can't forgive, then you can let that person go in peace. That's the message of the book. You read it, it's all about Norwich and four decades living in the famous areas of Thermos and Thermos in the... Um, NFA, there's four chapters on Alan K. Driscoll, and um, I'm really proud of this book. I'm proud that um, it's helping people, and there are people that actually go to my mother and sister's grave at St. Joseph's Cemetery, and they leave tokens, Um, and that's what I wanted. I want my mom and sister's story to be told. It's not particularly explicit. I mean, uh, it was in the Killing High School library at one point when I was working there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a book that it's bittersweet. You you enjoy the nostalgia, and you'll also be moved at what happened to these two women, but this is not a story that ends with them. This is why this book has been so popular. It, it goes on. It's going on and on with daily you know, people's lives, and people have asked me one pertinent question I'd like to share. What do you advise a person to do or not do in this situation? And I say, whatever you do, do not become isolated. That is the number one 
reason people die in abusive situations. Stay with your social network. Stay with the church. Stay with whatever you have, but don't be isolated. Some people are who are abused, and you, you, I'm sure you know every facet of it, uh, they do stay isolated because the abuser um, really doesn't want them around uh, anybody else. Yes, it's a slow process, usually. It's a process that um, that they, you know, day by day they pick at the person's, um, you know, confidence in that. So if he can get a hold of us now, but there's even, even if you... Even in this day and age, there's so much more now than what, you know, in 1970s or 60s or so much more for that person to reach out to than, than there was in my mom and mm-hmm. sister's day. Um, and I'm hoping this book, this book, I believe, is saving lives. There's seven steps to leaving an abuser. But the main point is, it's funny, it's not about really abuse in terms of it is about how you move on from there and hearing there's somehow hearing another person's story has freed people um has made them realize you know what's important um and just maybe you know try to help their own lives but you know in this day and age too it's so we're all kind of on this path with the world situation you know and i can really say that keep having hope you know stay faithful in your faith uh, if you believe in God, that'd be a great place to start. If not, you know, find peace with yourself. With There's always something good to celebrate. There's always someone worse than you. And um, I really thank, want to thank you for having me on. I you, you can get the book at various places in Norway. Yeah, I want you to tell me in just a second, but, uh, you know, you talk about your mom and sister got the brunt of it, but emotionally uh, it affected you pretty much, too, in those early days, didn't it? Yes, it did. And, you know, I always, uh, I write those those articles for the Norwich Times, and um, like I said, you can, people can just go, but you have, you, you can't get the articles online unless you belong, unless you subscribe to the day. I just want to mention that also. Mm-hmm. But there's always something, you know, people even with the worst childhood, there's always something about being a teenager or being a child that you, there's something good in there. And I always found the good in my friends and, you know, different things that I had going on. I lived in Basra, the beautiful country of the world. Um, There was always something good. But as far as I think after I wrote the book, I spent all that time, I became very ill. I developed Lyme disease, and I'm still kind of like getting over, um, you know, different things that I think came from truth of the writing. It's, It's when you heal, it's a healing process. It's like when you cut yourself. It takes time to heal, and this is the same thing with trauma. It can be healed, and it has, and and I think I've been going to a wellness coach, and they have said to me, you must approach yourself with love and light. You know, the things that you couldn't do or you did do, um, that didn't do right, you, you have to stop blaming yourself and approach yourself with love and light. I think trauma, you can get over trauma. You can heal from trauma. It's a process, though. You walk through this, you walk on Firestone <laughs> on the way, but you have to take that walk. You have to face it. And I think that um, I've, had, I've, been, I've had a wonderful life in many respects. Um, yeah, I'm very, very grateful to God that I could write this book when I did. Um, I'm grateful to people like uh, La Stella uh, Pizzeria that has, has always hosted me, uh, Justin Barrels. He's always welcomed me there. Uh, he's big on local authors. And I'm going to have another uh, signing October 6th at 6 o'clock, first Friday. I'm usually at La Stella uh, Pizzeria. 
Okay, I want so to make sure we get that in. Me. Yeah, October 6th, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so people want to meet me and uh, just stop and say hi. You don't have to buy a book or anything. I'd love to meet you. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten so many friends through this book, um, acquaintances and wonderful people, so it's available there. Um, but you have to. I've been very lucky still, you know, and I think I've, I've listened to you since I was a teenager, and I love you so much. I, 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 I'm so happy that you keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, there's no one like you. You're, you're just wonderful. I want to oh, thank, thank you for you very all your much. time. Thank you very much for that. But uh, just uh, for people who may not be aware of the Lonely Nest, uh, what was the nature of the uh, situation for your mom and sister? Was it mostly verbal, physical, or...? See, it was a time, uh, you know, 1960s, 1950s was a hidden time for abuse. Oh, yeah. I told my my students today, I say, you know, you're very lucky that you can report things and not fear so much that, you know, it'll come back on you. The it's, It was a slow process. It began with my sister, and she, um, usually an abuser will pick one person, and they will focus on that person usually now. Some, some abuse the whole family. My father was, had problems. Is he had you know mental problems, and as he aged, it became worse. We were isolated. Uh, in those days, my mother was a little Italian lady who just wanted nothing more than to cook and take care of the house. And her name was Rose. Um, you know, Rose Falcon, and she she didn't have a clue what to do when this began. This began with abuse of my sister very early. The relative, a lot of the relatives knew. Like I said, women didn't know have a place to turn in those days, 1950s, 1960s. And then it began physical. You know, it was, I mean, in terms of, like, we could see it. We didn't, I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until later when I wrote the book and I had witnesses and letters from people that were there, my relatives. Um, I was kind of in the dark, but I did see the physical abuse. Then after, oh, this went on for four decades for my sister. I hate to say this. I did call the police different times. There were people involved social worker, it's all in the book, to no avail. Um, my sister, then after my sister had passed, my, my father did not want to be married anymore, so what he did was he physically abused my mother and mentally. That went on for nine years, trying to get the police, trying to get social workers, and then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. People say, well, what did you do? What didn't you do? If you read the book, you'll understand the process. It was just... My father was a very famous plumber in Norwich. He worked yeah, for a lot of the doctors. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, most people would know who he is, and probably uh, when I read the book, yeah. they probably would say, no, he wouldn't do that, right? That's why I had to have letters. I, had, I think mm-hmm. I have four letters in the book because I don't think people would believe it. And in our society, we don't believe women. Um, we don't believe some men either. You know, men could be innocent, whatever, but we have to believe, you have to take the stand that First of all, to come out with this, for me to go against my... I feel I went against my father, an Italian family that's really, you know, big. But I had to do this because their lives were... What happened to them, it was a silence, and I had to open that. And I I was afraid of it. I'm still a little afraid of it, but I had to work through and get the courage to write it because I loved my father, and I still love my father. A person that... Even in my, my, you know, I I taught special education, and I noticed that the most abused children still want to go home. Hmm. They're taken out of the home. They still want to go home because you don't lose that love. 
you know, that's why I, you know, I feel kind of it's bad. It's amazing. I, I mean, I find that hard, you know, I'm just thinking of my per- of my own self, but other people do that. I know that. Maybe they want to go home because they think uh, they can change something or they'll, they'll, they'll realize, they'll see the light and say, oh, why would I do that? I'm sorry. I, but I guess people do still want to the win bond, their love. The bond between parent and child is so strong. We, we don't even begin to fathom it. And that's why they, 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 they want their own. My grandfather used to say, you know, you want your own blood. That was an Italian saying, a Galabrese saying, you want your own. Um, and it's, from the day you're born, no matter what happens to you, you want your own. And, um, you, know, it's, it's my, you know, and someone, my wellness coach said to me, you know, your father is, is helping people through this book. I thought about that. And through his mistakes, He's leading other people to see the light, mm-hmm. to recognize abuse, to recognize the signs. You know, still we don't know the greater picture, what you know God really has in store for us. You know, we can't see it, but I do believe that my situation, you know, led me to write the book, and it was all kind of meant to be in a way. I, I mean, like I said, I forgive my father, and I don't hold it against him, but it's so sad to me that he wasted his life. You know, he had, you know, life is a gift. It's a, it's a great gift. And to, to, you know, I can say this to the audience out there, right now, change. If you're not doing things that you want to do or the biggest thing is to make be the world a better place than how you found it. That's how I approach it. Well, there's more there's more places now to get help than uh, when this was going on with your father. Oh, Safe yeah. Futures is uh, just reading is expanding and... Um, they're doing a lot to help people who are going through similar things. So that's just one of the places you can go. Yes, you can go. You know, I mean, school counselors, um, social workers. There's there's so many. You know, I did meet um, in the old in, back in you know twenty years ago. Even social workers were not trained to, you know, handle. You know, see, you know. I remember the social worker saying to me when my my reported. My mother was elderly at the time. She was in, she was seventy. I was reporting the abuse, and she said to me, "You know how many people I can count on my fingers that are in the same situation and won't leave?" So my mother wouldn't leave, and my mother kept denying the abuse. That's why it went on. You know, she wanted to stay with with my father, and she did until she died. That's um, you know, please, like I said, you know, hope people learn by that that. I mean, I mean in those days, people were afraid to get a divorce. I mean, a divorce was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, they used to blame the woman a lot. Yes, it's true. And um, I think it's what we, what we're familiar with, we tend to cling to, no matter how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you're doing well, buddy. Uh, the Lonely Nest, mm-hmm. I, I recommend people to see how you, you ever thought of maybe... Uh, Getting a script in for a movie on this? <laughs> oh, I tell you, Stu, I'm trying to work on, um, I'm just hoping, you know, I have faith the book will go places, go around the world, even even after I'm gone, even more so. I, you know, I, I believe the book was meant to go places, and it will. Um, I have, I've always considered uh, a documentary more, mm-hmm. and like I said, you can get the book at La Stella Pizzeria, La Stella Marketplace, Old Times. Um, Primitive Crow, those are some of the places, Pat Pourings and Passengers and Danielson. It's all, it's right there on sale. I mean, you might want to get it there versus Amazon, but you have to pay more tax than that. But um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Stu, and for all you've, you know, having me on the show. And 
So what are you uh, what are you up, what are you up to these days besides writing some really uh, nice <laughs> articles the day? Or? Well, I'm trying to. I I, I, re- <clears throat> I retired as a teacher and a paraprofessional. I was a teacher for 31 years and paraprofessional for six. I love the paraprofessional so much, but then I had Lyme disease and I had to quit. So oh, I yeah. had some health mm-hmm. issues. Sure. Uh, but I'm trying to uh, focus on. I'm writing a, a very fun book called The Medicine Bottle and Silver Spoon. It's fiction, but it's more of a like, magical realism. Working on that and just trying to uh, enjoy the beautiful fall weather. Try to get to Norwich, you know, get to Norwich and sit by the uh, Chetucket River as often as I can. We have such a gorgeous, gorgeous town. You know, Norwich is um, so many hidden gems. You know, get out and enjoy it. That's what I say. So, Conchetta, if somebody would like to email you, what, what would be, do you want to give that email address? or? Sure, of course. Oh, boy, it's kind of long. I um, <laughs> got a long one, huh? Yeah, maybe I'll give you the other one that's a little shorter. Um, it would be Sarah, uh, just like the name, Sarah underscore Falcone, F is in Frank, A-L-C-U-N-E, at yahoo.com. Oh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I, I have two of them, so I'll give you the easy one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I... And I'm on Facebook. I have a loneliness <laughs> page that you can also go to, and I have my own page as well, Consetta Falcon Cotting. Just type in loneliness, and you'll get uh, a yes. lot of information, huh? Yes, and you can also message me right there. Well, it is a pleasure to speak with you, and one of the most important things in the book, and I know you're a forgiving person, and it's certainly good if people can forgive and get that anger out of their system. But one of the most important things is nobody should go through what your sister no. and your mother went through. And uh, no one deserves that. And to let people know they don't have to. And this book will maybe give them some future of good things by reading it. Yes. Everyone who has read it, not everyone, but a large portion of people say could not put the book down. Mm-hmm. I do have reviews. If you wanted to check it out on Amazon, I have 116. It's almost five-star. People I've never met. Um, but like I said, I think that, you know, we know, we don't know a real purpose in life. And uh, Mark Twain has a saying, uh, the two most important days of your life are the day that you're born, the day you were born, and the day you find out why. And I think that I found out why I was born, to write this book. So October 6th, at the, uh, you're going to have a, a book signing at uh, La Stella yes. Pizzeria. Yes, at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yep, and I'll be there till like 8 or 9. Yeah, stop mm-hmm. in and say hi, and grab a book or whatever you like. I sell the books reasonably 15 and that's with tax included. So mm-hmm. you get a better price uh, <laughs> also if you come, but, you know. I'm, seeing, I, I'm I, sure a lot of people that come will say, oh, wait, wait a minute, I went to school with you. I, I've met you, right? Yes, they do. They do. I went to, you know, graduate of NFA in 1971, <coughs> greatest school in the world. <laughs> I believe it. Conchetta, thank you so much, and good luck thank with everything you. you do. Thank you, Stu. God bless you, and take care. Now, thanks so you much. You too. Thank you. Conchetta Falcone-Cotting, the book is called The Lonely Nest.